know who it is. It's After Hours Live from the Man Cave. I'm your host, Tay Wiggs. This is your co-host, Mark Senior. First and foremost, we're going to get it started with the NFL. Robert Gronkowski retires from the NFL from the Super Bowl champions, New England Patriots. When you look back on his career, Marcus, what is the thing that you think he's that that they're gonna miss from him the most coming from Gronkowski? I mean, I think that he was just a a big, athletic, just strong body out there. I mean, because it it's like no real replacement for Rob Gronkowski unless you're gonna get a, another big guy that can you know. Bench over 200, 300 pounds, can, you know, run a 40 in a decent time, block, and catch. And, you know, he was running, running people over yeah. the Patriots, you know, and that's, there's nobody available in the market or even signed to a team at the tight end spot that can do those things. I mean, uh, the next, the, or a guy who I think has surpassed him, you know, for, you know our alma mater, Cleveland Heights High School, uh, Mr. Kelsey. Kelsey, but he ain't, he, he wasn't, he's not knocking people over. He's not running people over. You know, he's more of a, a elusive tight end. You know, he's big, he's fast, he's quick, and, you know, he got good hands, but he is not as physically dominant as Rob Gronkowski, and I, I don't think the Patriots going to be able to, to replace that. They're going they to have to look for other answers. For I don't know where, but they're going to find some. Mm-hmm. They still got Tom Brady back there. Yeah, we, as you were saying about him, this was the, this was the Patriots are gonna miss about Gronkowski. We know he got drafted in two thousand and ten in the second round, but he's picked tenth overall. He got five hundred and twenty one receptions in his career, seven thousand eight hundred sixty one yards. On the average, he's averaging fifteen point one yards a, a catch, seventy nine touchdowns, and two shabby for a nine year career. The whole thing with him was just the beating he was taking out there on the field. At that size, because when you're that big, it's it's easy for guys to hit you. And it's, in his way, it, it, I think a big target, and I think Tom Brady's going to miss that because, yes, you still got Julian Edelman, but it's nothing like having that, that safety valve in his tight end. Because, you know, like you said once before, he can block. And he can catch after the block. He, he will lay someone out. I think it's going to be hard, but trust. I, I do trust in um, Bill Belichick. He will find a tight end in his draft to replace Robert Gronkowski. Uh, I know it's three tight ends' names is out there. Now, uh, two of them is at Iowa. Another one tight end is at Alabama. So you're looking at guys like that. What they're going to bring to the table is going to be it's going to be key. So the guy I was talking about from Iowa, his name is T.J. Hawkinson. He's a six-four wide receiver, a six-four tight end, two hundred fifty-one pounds. So you're looking at hand size is a thirty-two point two five. His forty time is a four-seven. That's not too bad. Cone drills is seven point two, but he bench press seven. He has seventeen reps in the bench press. His vertical is thirty-seven point five. That's not bad. He's he's projected as number one tight end off the board. So you go to his counterpart, same school as in uh, Noah Fant, which is another another piece. That they can offer his forty time is a four or five. That's that's kind of fast for a tight end, no offense. Uh, and you're looking at what he can do as well too. He can 
go for the long ball, and he's a, and he can block. That's key too for a guy his size coming to the next level. So when you're looking at these guys where Bill Belichick can pick up pieces from, I'm looking at and you're looking at Noah Fan. He's six four, two forty nine as well. His vertical is thirty nine point five. It's not bad. But the guy I really I'm I really like in taking it into is uh Irv Smith from Alabama. 6'2", 242, his 40-time is 4.63. But the one thing I like about him is his upsides, and he's a blocker, and he can not get out the blocks fast. So you're looking at those top three tight ends, that Bill, Bill Belichick will find a tight end. I believe his safe bet it probably would be Irv Smith from Alabama, just because I know Belichick and, and Mike Nick Saban has a strong bond. Because you know they they go all the way back to the Cleveland Browns days when he was, when he was when um, Nick Saban was the Browns defensive defensive coach defensive coordinator. So trust me and believe that he they, he'll find some way to get one of those players from Bama on that roster. So therefore, yeah, I mean, it's, huh? I said if he can do that, that they can fill those other holes they got. You know, yeah, I mean? most definitely. But the, the them kids from Bama, that tight end from Bama, he definitely, you know, will appreciate a Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady's up in age. Uh, I think in that type of structure, offense or uh, system, you know, coming from Alabama, he'll really drive in it. You know, and it won't replace Gronkowski, but you know, he'll, you know, like plug it, you know, like they're just plugging him into the system. You know, I don't think he'll have any trouble. Yeah, I agree with that exactly because those. Bill Belichick got a good offensive line blocking for Tom Brady, and you just get Tom Brady younger access. He'd be fine with that because that guy can sit back there and throw the football to you up to fifty years old. That's if his body allow him. His father time catches up with the best of best of everyone. I don't care if you play sports or you're not active in sports. Father time catches everyone. Um, I think it'd be key which where these titans would go because another guy that's not really not getting no love too. That's another tight end. It's Caleb Wilson from uh, from UCLA. He's also six four, two forty. He's running a four or five. So you're looking at there's some tight ends out there. This tight end class is deep. A lot of these guys are running in, the, in between four seven and four six and four five. That's that's pretty fast for tight ends. They looking like pretty much fatter wide receivers. And some of these tight ends got better hands <laughs> on the wide outs. To be honest with you. So when you're looking at look yeah, some of the tight ends in the NFL, like. Jason Witten left the booth to come back and play for the Cowboys. He's a good blocker for once. He can get off the block, and he can get Dak Prescott more time back there in the backfield to get rid of the ball. And I think that's what Dallas is missing because last year, Dallas, the Cowboys tight end wasn't that great, and they can't really do anything how they want on the field. But to get Jason Witten back is definitely a plus. Plus, to get a guy back with a high motor and a great locker room character was always great. So, uh... A lot of things are going on in the NFL. We know the NFL draft will be here in about another three more weeks, and it's going to be a big one in Nashville, Tennessee. So we're going to go on and talk about the MLB season. Major League Baseball has a problem to hands. How can they get more viewers? Why they got all their home openers starting in the Midwest? And, it's, you know, the Midwest is still snowing. I always thought if they're going to have games or home openers for certain teams, Teams that have domes, you let them start some of their home openers, and some of them teams don't. You can always pay money because I look at it as where is 
MLB can make money for all fans in other cities because a lot of this, a lot of the baseball stadiums are not dome friendly or not warm weather friendly. So you got a lot of guys who coming from hot weather climate during their during their preseason stint in the grapefruit leagues and stuff like that, playing in Arizona and Florida. Then you got to come back and play in the cold. That's why some of these bats are growing rusty. Like when you watch certain games now, you got certain guys that you know normally hit between 289 and 315 or batting 0 for 7. And I would say the weather can contribute to it too because you don't get that same pop and fill off the baseball bat. Now, how do you feel about some of these teams that play in these cold weather cities like a Cleveland, a Detroit, both Chicago, White Sox, and the, and the Cubs? How do you feel about that? You think they should play somewhere as hot first? Yeah, I definitely do. I think they should, you know, like so what you suggested, maybe they start off the season on a road, you know, in a warmer climate area or, you know, places where they have a dome. Or they can, um, you know, like they're already in training camp in Florida and Arizona and all these places. Right. Why not start the season off, you know, there, like on a neutral, a neutral, neutral playing side. field. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, until the weather get warm enough or just start the season later. I mean, you also have that option where you can just push the season back maybe a couple of weeks to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of guarantee more warmer weather for the, the Midwestern cities like Cleveland, Detroit. Um, and, you know, and it's just like what you said, it's just physics with that, with the weather thing, with the bat popping. I mean, if it's cold, you know, it's just like basketball. You know, you leave a basketball in a cold. Then when it get warm, you go to bring it out and try to bounce it. It's flat, you know. It's right. just you know some of this is just physics. Right. Exactly. I agree with you 100 percent because I just feel like some of these teams got to slow starts due to the weather, and the only sport you really can play in this type of weather is rugby, and you can play some soccer, and that's not bad for a soccer field and football. But baseball players. You know they 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 are more they move around a lot, so they need certain like the joints in the body when it's cold. You get stiff. You don't get that same movement like I said once before. And I actually agree with you. They should start playing some of these games like where they play some of their grapefruit leagues at during the um during their preseason. Hey, you know what? It's cold. I think we're gonna have. I think we're gonna have two games or start a three game series here in Arizona to a warm back up because you got options. Then I get like some. Other people in other cities say, "Look, we don't have we don't have a major baseball team here or somewhere, but we can always get that type of feel to see different players throughout this little season." So this is always key. So, and one thing about MLB season, how can they make more not make more money? How can they draw more younger guys like kids to the sport? Because a lot of people, a lot of kids would tell you. The game is slow. It's boring. Right. They, they don't have they don't have enough African Americans actually playing baseball. It's more dominated by the Caucasian players and the Cuban and Dominican players. How do you get more viewers and more African American males drawn into their game? You know, um, I think. What we've been discussing about, you know, starting off in warm weather can also play a part in that. Um, you know, they can do like a start the season off for all of the teams. Like you do like a like a tournament at the beginning. 
Um, you know, that'll be exciting, like a, a one-and-done tournament, you know, to start off the season in the warm weather. Uh, mm-hmm. I would probably cut some of the games down. They play like a hundred and what, 60-something games, 60-something games. Like, that's mm-hmm. a lot of games to to be watching three or sometimes four-hour baseball games. Right. Um, they already tried, you know, implementing, the, the you know, the pitch clock. I think that'll help. But maybe I would uh, try, you know, shorten that pitch clock even more. You uh-huh. know, shorten the inning. Maybe go to seven innings. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that'll speed the game up and make it more exciting. Um, you know, try to encourage scoring um, more mm-hmm. than more than anything. How would you feel about the MLB season due to a season like the NBA? 82-game season, right? You right. got East put instead of having the, the we know you got people in your division you make a east and west right right no and we know you they don't have too many interleague play games you just make a schedule like the nba so you got enough teams where you can play everybody in your division four times you know what i'm saying you play everybody in your division four times then you sprinkle in other you play everybody else twice so if we go to the west coast the indians will play for, I'm just throwing names. The Indians will play the the uh, the the Pittsburgh. Let's say the West. They play the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates is a National League team. You play them twice, so you play them one and one. So you might play them at home. Then you come back to Cleveland and play them, or you just play both games over there in Pittsburgh. You play two games in Pittsburgh. Then if you lose to them, well, you don't see that team to next year. Because there's ways you can shorten the season. 82-game season, you get your weak all-star game. This is where they can get more viewers because baseball season is too long. Everybody knows the baseball season viewers picks up around all-star break because after all-star break, a lot of teams are jockeying for playoff positions. Uh, October. October is their playoff, so baseball baseball viewers go up even more. If they shorten the games from 162 to 82 games, I feel like they could do more. You would see less. The games would be, the games, the 82 games would be way more meaningful than 162 because a lot of teams are, you know, we, this is a 100-game season. I can hot dog it. This is one sport where a player can really hot dog it. So, you know what? We can put them on the disabled list in 15 games, especially if you're a team right. that already got a good cushion. Are right, we gonna put you on the fifteen disabled list? We can bring one of our guys up from the foreign system. This is another way too with players to stop. Like that, this may sound good to me. Less injuries. Baseball have a lot of injuries, like obliques, hamstrings. Eighty-two game season would be ideally for the MLB season. Right, and even though I just said you know encourage scoring more, right. a lot of the the faces of baseball are pitchers. And they tend to get hurt during that season, you know, and they and they were out, you know, with doing the Tommy John surgery and things like that, you know, because they throwing out their arms all, you know, so many pitches, you know, they try to, you know, manage, you know, when they play. So, like, for one, you don't get to see the star pitchers as often as you can because you got to manage how many pitch, you know, they pitch count. Mm-hmm. So, you don't play them every, you know, play them once at the top of the series and then they don't play again. Until probably the next series, you know, like right. like a a Kluber on the Indians, you know, he played the, the opening game, but then he don't play again until the next team they play. Right, and and their playoff format is kind of crazy because they got to play in baseball game. Like I said, 
Do your do your season like the NBA. You take the top eight teams in the American League, the top eight teams in the National League. The first round of the playoffs should be the best of five. The first team to three win. Your second round, you play your best of seven. Third round, best of seven. Then you play your National League comp championship and your American League championship, the best of seven. Boom, World Series. Because now, because if you short into 82 games, now you get, now with in the playoffs, your team play an extra, probably what, an extra, what, an extra 16 games. Now you had 100, you had 100 games. That's if some of these guys go to game seven. You're going to make that money more because guess what? People are like, I have to go to the baseball game. You, you will sell out more games, too, if you shorten your season. Tickets will become more a little bit expensive, too. If you shorten the game up, you can put more bodies into your seat because people look at it, uh, I'm not coming to this game. It's too hot today. Or blah, blah, blah. So that's what I'm saying. You do their season like the NBA, I guarantee you they will have a better revenue and attendance would be better, and they get more viewers with the younger guys. Push a season back and where a lot of younger athletes can play the game. How a lot of these baseball players come visit some of these high schools where some of these local talents play and get an eye for it. You want, you want the younger guys watching the game because all the younger guys are flocking to football and basketball. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.